Blog Talk Radio. Today's show is a rebroadcast of one of our previous favorite episodes, and because of this, we regret that we're unable to take your live calls today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Undivided Episode 4, The Technology Show. And uh, we seem to be having a couple technical glitches here. I don't know if the uh, Audible commercial played or not, but Audible.com is the sponsor of our program. Um, I was having some difficulty hearing. Uh, I also would like to remind you uh, that that uh, announcement at the beginning of the show does not apply. Uh, we can take calls and we will be taking calls uh, from the audience as we go along here uh, this evening. So welcome to the program. This is again Undivided Episode 4, The Technology Show. I'm your host, Frank Chamaduri, and I hope that you can all hear me well. As we begin uh, this show together, I'll be joined uh, shortly by Steve Rook, and I'm excited to have him on the program. Talked to him just a little while ago. And uh, Steve's real excited to be here as well. And there's, as much as, as tonight's show, I really want to focus on technology and the use of technology for good. Uh, I can't ignore, and it's, it's impossible to ignore, the events in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, last weekend and the divisions and the violence and the hatred and the rage and the sadness that transpired there. I'm just so sad by those events, this uncivilized behavior, this barbaric behavior by human beings against one another is really counter to everything that I'm trying to do here at Undivided to bring people together. And it really shook me to see that. I know that there's a lot of talk in the media, and I don't want this to be a political show. I don't want this to get off on a political bend. My uh, guest this evening, Steve, is here to talk about technology. We're not here to talk about race or uh, divisions in society uh, to that degree on this show tonight. That's going to be left for another show where I will have someone on who is uh, an expert or a bunch of people that can handle uh, that from different uh, societal, sociological, psychological backgrounds, etc. But tonight I, I felt it incumbent upon me with so much uh, being asked of me, my uh, thoughts on that event and the events surrounding it and and again I'm very very saddened to see that behavior uh, and people want to put labels again on these groups 
uh, who's an extremist one way or another. I don't care what you call it. We all know what's right and wrong, and that was wrong. And that's the wrong way to do anything. Violence is never the way to solve anything. And it's only going to bring about more violent behavior, no resolutions to any of these problems. I believe in nonviolence and nonviolent resolution. I'm a big proponent of what Dr. King proposed for our society. That was a, the most successful movement we've ever had. And it was nonviolent. I know and I understand people are angry and people are upset and people are acting out of fear and ignorance. Just the disrespect for the life of the, of the young woman that was lost, that was run over by that car so tragically, Heather Heyer, just the disrespect that people have, have said about her is deeply saddening and it's concerning. And yet at the same time, it, it brings me the kind of the resolution, I guess you could say, the resolve that what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do on this show and with the guests that have been so gracious with their time and coming on is to raise awareness of that, to raise awareness, as we discussed last week, uh, or two weeks ago, excuse me, last episode with Dennis Marshall, there is hope and there is despair and there are people living in despair and there are people living in fear and there are people living with hatred in their hearts and lashing out and they want to blame other people. It's time for people to take personal responsibility. If you don't like what's going on in your life, then write the ship of your own life. And that's where coaching comes in. That's where I'm trying to help people to write the ship, so to speak, to unlock the positive stuff that lies within them, the answers that lie within them so that they can live the life that they envision for themselves, that they can live to their potential. It also is reinforcing society's divisions, which I'm totally against. And that's what's come out in the major mainstream media this whole week, is this reinforcement of these divisions that the culture and society have put up. And that has to be taken down. We have to live in harmony and peace and not in violence and hatred and disrespect and ignorance and bigotry. We have to start talking to one another as human beings with respect. And we have to move forward here from this. You know, technology has had a role in this as well. This is, here's the segue to what we'll be talking about tonight. Technology was used to show the images as horrible as they are, but now it, it motivates myself and others that I know to action. It was used to create a Twitter hashtag. It was used to create dialogue. Technology was used to band people together on social media for good causes, peace and harmony. Technology was used in this situation to show vigils and peaceful gatherings after the horror that we saw transpire there. Technology is 
used to build stronger communities and can be used to do that. And that's what we'll be talking with Steve about this evening. We have to listen to each other. We have to validate one another. And we have to start on an individual level. It's you and me. That's where it starts, you and I. And those individual interactions that we have each day that drive that. We have to change the way that we deal with each other. And technology can help us do that through texting. Just to say, hey, I'm here for you. I know I haven't talked to you in a while. For something like FaceTime, which I used to connect with a friend who lives overseas who was really in a bad way and, and needed a helping hand. So we're going to be talking about technology tonight. This is Using Technology for Good, Episode 4. And Steve Brooks is going to join us. I'm going to introduce Steve now. Just give me one moment. Hey, Hello? Frank, what's up? Frank, can you hear me? Ah, uh, Steve. Yes, I How's can. How's it going there, Frank? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you just fine. Awesome. I'm glad my awesome. I'm glad my headphones are working. They weren't when the show opened. So, uh-huh. um, there we go. Thanks I know for the uh, I know the issues with te- technical difficulties. Thanks for coming on. And uh, can you hear me? All right. Yep. Can hear you just fine. Awesome. So thank you for coming on, Steve. Steve has a background. I don't know for those who were not able to read the uh, background page for the show. Uh, Steve has a background in uh, technology sector, both in the retail side, the business side. Uh, he's worked at, for large retailers such as Best Buy and, and Apple, big consumer technological companies, and has also uh, been a part fair of, share of, breaking part of a, and fixing a staff. Things. So, yeah. Breaking and fixing things, handling network capabilities of a small business. So, uh, welcome to the program. And so, technology and talking about the use of technology to uh, shatter barriers that can keep people apart. And so, such as we've seen these barriers with uh, the situation that I was talking about in the show open and how that's affected us as a society and as a country moving forward here. Technology, I think, is going to play a huge role in in gathering people together. Oh, Oh, entirely, 100%. I think think it's going to play a huge role in, in doing that. Now, Frank, also, if we could go back to the point you were saying before... In regards to Charlottesville, um, you know, God bless the victims of the uh, car accident. It's it's a, a real shame that people are like that in this day and age. Um, you know, I was actually just reading an article that, you know, I felt would tie in with both, you know, that unfortunate news and also...
Oh, Frank, I think I cut out there for a second. Can you hear me? Yes, I didn't know if it was you or me. Sorry. <laughs> okay, it might might be one or the other. Um, but I actually was just reading an article um, in regards to one of the uh, white supremacists claims that the picture plastered all over the media was not, it was taken in the wrong light. And, you know, it kind of just goes to show that in the, you know, ever-growing technological world that we have here, that uh, nothing can really be taken offline. And you got to watch what you do in real life, too. Because um, that's apparently the true face of this person. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And and now, you know, you have some of these people that were involved in this one way or the other saying, oh, I don't like that my picture's out there on the Internet, and I don't like exactly. that my picture's out there on the news. Well, hey you have to have some personal responsibility. And if you're embarrassed about or ashamed about being involved in this, then you've got to, to rethink what you're doing. Exactly. If you wanted the anonymity so bad, it shouldn't be something in which that you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so how do you feel the use of, of technology, at least as a starting point, can be used to, to gather people together around a peaceful and harmonious cause in the face of all this? I mean, it, technology can be used in some very good ways. I mean, you know, making a free Facebook page, I can't tell you how many I've made for different events over the years, just, you know, either something as small as a birthday party to like, you know, big hiking groups that I'm involved with. It's an easy way to connect people even when they're not there with you. And it's one thing to send a text. It's one thing to, you know, say something to one person, but in the day and age where everybody's always got an updating schedule, it's really awesome to be able to say, you know what, all at once I could just push out exactly what I want to get to a group of people. Absolutely, and it, and it allows uh, people of common interest, too, which I know we've discussed, people that have uh, one common interest and may not know each other that well, in other words, in other ways, I should say, to get together and then develop a relationship based on that common interest, whatever that is, whether it's uh, a gaming group, uh, for a video game, or whether it's uh, for a sports team. I've interacted and met different people that I didn't know at all prior to in, in like well, certain fan true. groups through social media. And you develop relationships, and then I end up becoming friends with these people. Exactly. And, you know, it's things in common that you never would have known that you had in common. But, you know, through a simple interface, you can figure it all out. It's it's awesome, and that's I think there's so much of society that wants people to feel uh, overwhelmed by technology, and it and it can get that way at times. You know, we have oh, most uh, alerts on our phones, right? So maybe touch on yeah. that a little bit. How do how do you deal with that? How do you counsel people that have come to you with that type of issue? Well, I mean, as you know, and a lot of people who know me know, I 
have a smart version of everything. Everything in my house has notifications, a circuit board, and I love it. But, I mean, you need to unplug every once in a while. You got to, you know, find yourself some new time, some thinking time. And, you know, technology is great in this world, but we have to make sure that we remember that it's a tool and not an extension of your being. It's something that you use to aid you and not a crutch. So I usually find that, you know, taking walks, going on hikes, that usually kind of balances out what I would consider an obsession um, and helps me kind of stay grounded. You know, you don't want to be this full robot in this day and age. It's never good. You can't be all mechanical. Right. And uh, at this point, we're about 16 minutes in. We're going to take our our 15-minute break here and talk to you about some upcoming programming. Again, you're listening to Undivided Episode 4, the technology show using technology for good. Uh, My uh, co-partner here, my special guest and co-partner in crime is Steve Rook this evening, uh, talking about uh, use of technology and different aspects to create positive change in stronger communities, which which we'll get to as well. And uh, upcoming on the Life Coach Radio Networks, uh, over on the Power Network, which is part of our family of networks, tomorrow, Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m., Sisters of the Diaspora come at you with a new episode. That's tomorrow, the 17th of August, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, over on the Power Network, part of the Life Coach Radio Network. So we're back here on Undivided. I'm your host, Frank J. Maduri, and here we are with episode number four, The Technology Show. And uh, so, Steve, uh, are you still with us? I think uh, we're having a couple of glitches there. Yeah, I'm still here, buddy. Can you hear me okay? I got you now. Uh, I thought okay, I might have lost you, and it was good because I had to, to uh, uh, segue that. Um, but as far as like the role of technology uh, and and using that, we talked about using social media for common interests. Uh, how about the re- removal of divisions between people? You know, everyone's talking about uh, preconceptions that people have of other people, labels. That's become a huge thing in light of what we're talking about in the media. That's become a huge topic. Uh, based on societal preconceptions, those barriers go away when you're online. Uh, have you found that in your experience? Uh, well, people have come to you with that and said that that's either something that brings them comfort or is it something that might make them feel uncomfortable? You know, Frank, it's it's really a double-edged sword on that one. Um, you know, I compare the anonymity to almost like road rage to some people. There's an instance where you might be driving and you get more mad at that person than you would be if they were standing in front of you. And you might say some horrible things that you wouldn't say if they were there. So people act as though this barrier of glass, be it a windshield or a phone screen, gives them the right sometimes to say some horrible things. And that's not good at all. That's not what the intended purpose of the Internet was. 
But in the same light, if you think about it, at the end of the day, we're all just going to be uh, based on a screen, and nobody might not know your skin color, your age, your nationality, and that might set aside some prejudices because of that. So it's definitely a double-edged sword. It is absolutely, and some people use it as, uh, I am, yes. Some people use it as uh, uh, almost like feeling like they have a, a bulletproof vest because the person's not going to know who they are, where they really are, and, and they can use that to potentially hurt people. Uh, I've also seen so much good come out of different interactions uh, via technology on different platforms, whether it's been Twitter and someone's you know, promoted something that I've done you know, work-wise, uh, writing-wise, uh, something for, for coaching, whatever it may be. That's been a development that I think we don't talk enough about in uh, society. We always want to be focused, and the uh, news media and other platforms want to be focused on all this negative and, and all of these divisions that, ex- that quote-unquote exist in their realm and, uh, and trying to pull people apart. Yeah, that's very true. It's, you know, it's definitely got that double-edged sword, but... Like I said, you know, God bless the fact that there's the ability that everyone, at the end of the day, has the ability to kind of, you know, in the same light, the anonymous aspect. Let's say you have an issue with something. You don't necessarily want your name associated with that. You can ask a discreet question on Yahoo um, and get some honest answers, and that's also a very good thing. It's definitely a double-edged sword. I wish people weren't so mean and abused the tool. You know what I mean? It's a shame. Yes. Uh, there's there's a degree of that that always ends up kind of uh, bubbling to the surface. And I, I don't know how we mitigate that. I know we're probably not going to come to a resolution uh, on that on this show. Uh, I think it, it really does start with the individual and the one-to-one interactions between people uh, versus, uh, you, you know, this, this lashing out that we see. Uh, the, also, the positive messaging I was thinking about with regard to, like, nonprofits, charitable organizations, things of that nature, uh, that's forefront, at the forefront, really, excuse me, of, of the different Internet uh, websites, YouTube, social media, and, and that sort of thing. Um, have have you seen a lot of that uh, in some of the work that you've done uh, uh, be a big part of how people are utilizing technology in different platforms? Well, that's entirely true, too. Uh, like you said, when it comes to fundraising and things of that nature, I've actually um, seen and I know of people Uh, who have, you know, just donated money to a cause, but they didn't necessarily want their name associated with it. They were doing it for the sake of doing something good rather than showing that their name was associated with that. So things like that, online banking, the fact that for the most part your money can be secure elsewhere, it's 
a wonderful thing that sometimes we might take for granted a bit. Um, you also have things like Bitcoin on the rise, up and coming these days. Uh, secure transactions through that. It's a technology that's you know taking over even some parts of the world as their economy. It's also a wonderful thing. Between you know all these ways that we can transport not only data but just you know funds to each other in times of need it's a it's a pretty big thing you know they call it the internet of things and it's entirely true it's you know the internet of multiple devices they're all connected together and uh me and my girlfriend actually we were uh, proofreading her paper and we were comparing the internet to the original silk road in a sense that it's different parts of a giant landmass that are being connected together through essentially these wires. It's an interesting thing. That's a really interesting point. You know, when you think about the Silk Road, the old trade routes, and and even yeah. like I, I was recently, I had talked about another up in western New York by the Erie Canal, and that what they were saying was was the internet of of that age, of that generation, it spawned Seneca Falls and the women's suffrage movement, and that was all because it was all these cities along the Erie Canal, and all these small towns got linked together, and people came through from other parts of the country and shared ideas, and it, it's just exactly. really remarkable that it's not just I think things that's a great that can analogy. be transferred; it's also ideas. Yes. Yes, and you start talking about the uh, concept of freedom, uh, concept of freedom of, of religion and freedom of speech, and America being an idea and also not just a country but an idea. The idea of that uh, is something that has been certainly utilized in Twitter and other places and other countries. Uh, to look at what happened in Egypt, you know, with the overthrow of the of the uh, uh, dictatorship-like government there. So and, definitely, uh, yeah. Twitter had its big of, part of democracy. It's a beautiful and thing. it was all done through Twitter. Yep, entirely. Yes, yeah, the technology really drove, you know, gathering people together. It's remarkable. Remarkable. Uh, yeah, most I also had mentioned to you about uh, the utilization of uh, Fitbits and activity trackers. Uh, I've seen that on the rise with a lot of people. I uh, was telling someone a story the other day that my brother-in-law was up for um, around July 4th, and his company in Florida, they uh, gave all of them Fitbits to participate oh, in a competitive challenge in teams. Yeah, to get people and track your steps and they were in teams together in this competition to uh, build uh, awareness around that, around fitness and uh, around uh, uh, better lifestyle type choices as far as uh, health. So with that becoming more and more in the general consciousness of the public, uh, have you seen that and, and could you speak to that as far as uh, another use of technology that kind of spawned this this whole other movement that's a very positive thing? Definitely. So, I mean, personally, actually, at my office, we have recently had a, a um, 
a weight loss competition. And um, I personally accredit my Apple Watch, which would vibrate to tell me that I wasn't standing enough during the day. It would let me know that I should probably drink more water. It would check my heart rate for me, and I made sure to log in eight miles a day on it. I accredit my Apple Watch to the fact that I actually won the weight loss competition. It was definitely what kept me healthy. And I also noticed that it seems like some of the people who had smart bands might have even done a little bit better. It's that extra little push, that kind of reminder on your wrist, that kind of lets you know that something should be done right now. If you get a little notification saying, hey, go for a brisk walk, you might want to do it. That's excellent, and and that's, again, another use of technology, another example of the usage of technology to do something in a very positive way to raise awareness for people that otherwise wouldn't have had that sort of awareness uh, to uh, uh, be able to make better choices and become, it's really in your consciousness, it gives you reminders to move uh, some of these Fitbits and some of these other activity trackers uh, have different workout modes. Uh, so that's all very positive use of technology to have a healthier, more active lifestyle. So that's an excellent example of, of what we're talking about. And also, you know, building communities. Uh, I know people that have used the trackers together as a family uh, that's in a neighborhood. True. They're going up against each other in a friendly competition, right? So you see all that as far as uh, people in, in uh, uh, different companies and different in the workplace, uh, recreational leagues, things of that nature, people joining together and coalescing around uh, uh, really a positive thing, and that's a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, there's nothing better than some friendly competition when it comes to trying to have a healthier lifestyle. and. You know, me and my buddy were comparing after every day how many miles we were sending each other screenshots, you know, wondering who had really? <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And, you know, it was so darn accurate, too. It was, oh, that's great. It was wonderful. I still check mine. I'm, I'm keeping it off. But. That's great. And then, of course, you have the use of technology to network for jobs which I was on LinkedIn a little while ago, earlier today, looking at some things. So you have all of those platforms available to you between you know, Indeed and Monster and different job uh, websites, job search websites. Uh, of course, LinkedIn and some other websites are, are great for networking. Some of them are real niche-specific now. Uh, really niche specific, yeah, specific excuse me. Um, and uh, so I wanted to speak about that, um, the um, uh, use of technology for uh, networking for jobs. Uh, we're at our uh, uh, half-hour break. We're about 30 minutes in here. It's 7.31 here on the East Coast. You're listening to Undivided, Episode 4, Using Technology for Good. My special guest, Steve Rook, along with me. And show promo for Mark My Words, Mark Shaw's show, Mark Shaw Hosting. Uh, another episode comes your way 
Sunday, the 20th of August at 9 p.m. That's this Sunday coming up, August the 20th, on Life Coach Radio Network. Mark my words with Mark Shaw. Love that great program. That's part of a really busy Sunday night. I'm going to get into that. It's a great, it's a great show. Uh, Mark's a really dynamic guy. If you've never heard his show, he's also a coach and a motivational speaker. And uh, great, great title, great uh, uh, name for a show. And Sunday the 20th is going to be a really busy night. I'm going to get to that a little later uh, here on Life Coach Radio Networks. We have a number of different things going on that evening, so you can spend your Sunday evening with us after a nice long weekend, hopefully at the beach or doing something fun. So, Steve, we're back here on Undivided. Uh, the technology yes, show are. using technology for good. Yes, we are. And uh, and I believe we were talking so, about the use of technology for the networking of jobs. Am I right? Yes. Yes. So personally, in my yes, that's such a huge thing. It's been a very good journey. I mean, I can't tell you how much I've learned from different web forms on, you know, just the basics of a circuit board or even how batteries work. Um, and I'm sure other people find that too. You know, there's a lot of niche websites in regards to any skill or topic you want to learn more about. And then once you gain your skills through the web, through LinkedIn profiles, through even your Facebook account, you might be able to recoup with an old friend or, you know, share ideas with somebody and either get your own business off the ground or find a job doing something that you love at the end of the day. It's incredible how fast it moves, and I'm glad you mentioned that as far as using different platforms to start businesses. uh, There is so much of that that goes on with, you know, Facebook having business pages now. I have one from my coaching practice. Uh, having my own websites for my different businesses that I have uh, between the writing that I do and, and the coaching that I do and, and reading and, and hearing more and more about what's known as side hustling and seeing a whole big thing. I saw a whole report on it on, on CBS uh, News uh, one day, uh, maybe it was last weekend, and they were talking about the side hustle and you know, driving Ubers and things of that nature. They Technology has opened that all up to, and so many Americans are taking advantage of that. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit as well? Yeah. Uh, so personally, I'm part of the side hustle, um, and I know the feeling. And it's great to know that you've got options available to you like Uber and Lyft, and you've got even things like Airbnb where not only are you helping yourself to a bit of cash, but also you're helping some other people sometimes, you know, a drive from Uber, you know, a place to stay on Airbnb. It's, you know, doing a little part in this world and you even make a few bucks out of it. It's incredible. The e-commerce side of everything as well uh, comes into play uh, with people being able to take a trade that they have, like, sewing or knitting and then utilizing it to to sell on their own website, creating jewelry and all kinds of things, art. It's incredible the options that technology has unleashed for people. I recently just saw that there was actually a kid 
who took it upon himself to Google search how to make slime, as in, like, colored goo, and then took to Facebook and started selling it. He had an idea, he acted on it, and now turns a profit. This young kid, it was such a great idea. And, you know, it's small stuff like that. It's like, that is a great idea. That's using every resource that you have available to you, and you don't have many at a young age, and making the best out of it. You don't. Yeah, you don't, and it's utilizing that that entrepreneurial spirit that is really, as far as what I do, with people in, in my own coaching is trying to help them to find that hidden potential that's hidden within them or connect with certain skills they may not even realize that they have and harness them. The technology can really help make that part of the equation a lot easier. Definitely, definitely. Even what we're doing here with even what we're doing here with the rise of the podcasting uh, to deliver different content. You have so many different podcasts. I could just uh, uh, see the promotion for Mark's show, uh, the Sisters of Diaspora. There's so many things just even on our platform and the uh, Life Coach Radio Network is distributed by iTunes. And when you go on iTunes, there's so many different channels. There's so much content Frank, out there. Frank, you're so right. You can listen to Podcasts are such a beautiful thing in this world. I can't tell you, ever since I stopped listening to as much music in my car and I started playing more podcasts. It's, you know, the half hour I spend to and from work, I picked up so much more knowledge. It's like an audible, you know, information book being read to me. And there are little moments that I enjoy. That's incredible. And it, and with our show being sponsored by audible.com, uh, that's a, another reminder to visit that website if you're interested in, in that type of technology uh, and streaming audio and uh, video, providing all sorts of entertainment and educational programming. They talk about the role that streaming technology has taken on and, and the work that we've done together uh, at Best Buy, you know, seeing that with people coming in and, and wanting, oh, I'm cutting the cord of cable. Uh, as they call it. I'm cutting the cord. I want to stream more. I want to utilize different platforms, uh, Apple TV, Roku, uh, the Fire Stick, etc. That's opening so many yeah. other doors as well. Um, how is your experience with uh, some of those products and the experience of those that you know? I mean, it's the beauty of technology, the fact that you get to actually vote with your dollar and Purchase what you do and don't want. And I'm noticing it more and more, too, Frank, that more and more people are, you know, cutting the cable bill because they have that choice. And it's part of technology, that ever-growing, ever-expansive, constant evolution that we seem to have, you know. We are. And then, from what I understand... Uh, and what I've heard and read uh, pretty credibly here is that the cable companies, the heads of the cable companies have got to Congress, and they've said, hey, you have to do something about, essentially the message was you have to do something about uh, these uh, different companies coming together and streaming all this content. And Congress, yeah, Congress so hey, look, you've been getting over on the consumer. That's a little thing called net neutrality. 
and it's been an issue in the media uh, lately. If you're listening at home, I highly recommend you um, do your research and you know come to a conclusion on your own. But at the end of the day, what is essentially happening is you have some of the bigger cable companies um, who also own the Internet companies, as you probably know. Verizon owns Internet and phone, uh, as does Optimum. And all these companies are kind of looking at it and saying, hold on, less and less people are purchasing cable through us, and instead of that, they're actually circumventing and just using Netflix. And that's using up a lot of our data that we're sending to homes. So wonder if we can make an extra profit off it. And then they try to, you know, make an extra dollar or two by charging more for Internet. And in in a sense, they do have the right. It is their companies, but it's something that you can also vote with your dollar on and uh, something that I think more people should be educated on right now. It's an issue at hand. It is. And I was thinking about it. We do this segment on the show called Bridging the Divide around this point in the show, and then we open it up for uh, audience interaction uh, if, if people feel free to call in uh, to do so, the, the, I'll open it up in a second. The guest line uh, for call in is 646-716-9397. Again, that number is 646-716-9397. Uh, how do we do that? How do we unite people around technology and get those? Because there are people out there that are apprehensive about it. How do we get those people that are apprehensive to embrace technology as part of their daily lives? Well, I think, you know, first things first, people need to stop being so afraid of it and tell themselves they can't do it. I mean, I recently read a statistic that if you can navigate to a folder, you're better off than half of the people who know how to, quote-unquote, use a computer. And if you can do some basics, like move around a mouse, and especially if you can just run a Google search on anything you're specifically looking to do, you can become a computer professional very quickly in your own life. You can get the job done with anything you need. Especially in today's age when you have things like tablets, something so small and simple, and the operating system is, I wouldn't say dumbed down, but it's definitely lessened to the sense that it's 100% easier to use Uh, Things like that help make people not so, quote-unquote, tech illiterate, as they like to call themselves. And it shows that sometimes it can be easy. You know, we're in a day and age where we don't have as many road bumps as there used to be. And it's funny. When uh, when I was working at Apple, I had an, um, not an older lady, but, you know, a bit of an older lady say to me, well, you guys grew up with this. And I thought to myself, the first computers, the computers that we know today came out in the late 70s. And it was almost like, no, you kind of grew up with it. You had this long before I did. You just chose not to grow with it. But it's never right. too late to It's And that's really the bottom line for anything, right? It's never too late to learn anything. It's, uh, you exactly. do a lot with a Chromebook. You'd be amazed, you know? Oh, Chromebooks are absolutely wonderful. I actually just recently got rid of my mom's very expensive PC and replaced it with a $170 Chromebook, and I don't think she's ever been more happy. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? It's like 
Yes, people how to use it. Well, I want to look stuff up on Google while I watch a TV show or while I watch a history documentary. I want to read more about it. Well, you can do that with that. You can send an email to your buddy or your your uncle or your brother while you do it. Well, it's in the same talk as how I was saying before, how most people just seem to need a tablet. A Chromebook and a tablet have replaced what the laptop used to be, and the laptop replaced what the desktop used to be, but not many people need that kind of power anymore. Nowadays, if you're just looking for, and if you're listening at home and you're considering buying a new computer, if you're looking for something that you really just want to surf the Internet and you really just want to check your email, watch a video once in a while, go with something that's either a Chromebook or a tablet. You're going to save yourself a lot of headache at the end of the day, and you don't need these big price tags, nothing fancy. Whatever is going to be the simplest for you is usually the best. That's great advice, especially for people that listen at home trying to make an informed choice about how even they could streamline cost if they don't want to have to deal with a desktop anymore uh, for space reasons, for uh, you know, just simple practicality, portability, and that sort of thing. Uh, we talk about uniting people and you know, on this show a lot. Obviously, with, with the title of the show and the, the main theme of the show being breaking down those divisions that exist in, in society and forming a better sense of community. Uh, what can we do to further unite people in that sense of community, that harmony? Uh, because I think at some times and at some points, technology overload can produce almost like an isolationism that goes on where people say, oh, I'm going to hole up at, at home and play video games tonight by myself or I'm going to uh, stay home tonight and watch uh, videos on YouTube and, and be by myself. Uh, how can... That's very true. It's, right. it's what an can issue. We do? And, you, you know, people need to remember that the social and social network is the bigger word. It's the more important word. It's the word that we really need to focus on. You know, I like to use Facebook to plan an event before I go to it, but you can't use it as the event. Right. Exactly. I mean, overall, Another too, as a community, I think we just stop need to be being these keyboard warriors, as they like to call them, these people who, you know, sit with, <laughs> you know, anonymous and harmful intent, and they can just get away from it. We should all, you know, it goes back to the good old kindergarten saying, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Exactly. That old golden rule that I talk about a lot, love one another as you would love your neighbor as yourself and uh, treat people with respect. And the world will be a lot better place as, as we look at this backdrop of what's going on. Uh, so from here, we have all these emerging technologies. We have tablets. We have these connected watches. That brings about a whole other segment that I want to go to, and that's the connected home concept, the home security concept, uh, the concept of integration. Do you see that being a positive or negative? And where I go with this is the negative could be in the pushback that I know that we've gotten in in some of what we've done in in customer-facing type of roles is, well, can I be hacked? 
uh, can this happen to me? Uh, could you speak to that a little bit as far as the one side of it where there's this huge push to get, you know, everything connected to this, what some people feel might be an over-reliance on Wi-Fi technology, and if that goes, then everything in my house isn't going to work. And is there a happy medium? Well, you know, Frank, it's, it's one of those things. The smart home is somewhat in an infancy right now, and the ball is on the fence, and we don't know which way the wind is blowing. I can tell you as a nerd I have a lot of those things, um, <laughs> but at the same time I can understand the skepticism some people have. I mean, so put it this way. We know as a sad, unfortunate truth that there's a lot of companies that do what they call data mining. And that's that they take your information. And this isn't a tinfoil hat theory. This is something that some of these companies have no problem confessing to because it's their main form of revenue. And they take your information and then they sell it for profit. And it's never a big profit. It's nothing crazy. But it's enough to make you wonder who are they selling that to? What did I agree to in those terms and conditions? And where is this private knowledge about me going? I mean, I can tell you that, you know, I've said stuff in front of my Amazon Lexa sometimes, and it seems like that pops up in my advertising. Interesting. Yes, absolutely. You get to the point of the words annoying. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, Uh, I mean, there are certain things that, put it this way, if you're paying for it, usually your data is protected. You've got things like um, cloud security cameras, and you're paying monthly for that. And that video is usually not only encrypted, but it's also under an account that only you can access. Now, that being said, one of the number one ways for somebody to lose that on anything would be by getting their password compromised. So I would strongly recommend that everyone always have strong passwords. Now, make sure that they're in a safe place. You have to okay. write them down. Let's be honest. Sometimes strong passwords can have a tendency to have uh, issues when you try to remember them, but that's always going to be one of your bigger issues. Actually, I remember reading a story recently. Um, Apple prides themselves on their security. And there was a issue going on where they had some of their passwords compromised, but it was because people were using the same password for other accounts. So once people were getting the password for, let's say, their Facebook account, it was the same password for their Apple account. They were able to obtain all their information. And that's something that not even Apple can prevent against. Gotcha. Right, because with the uh, you have the uh, Apple ID and all that. Exactly. So it just comes down to just Very being a little smarter and you know doing the right thing at the end of the day. You know, treat others the exactly way you I like that the golden rule. Yes, yes, and um, how do you think we could use technology at the local level better? I know better is a really subjective word, but how can we use it and maybe utilize it? I totally agree with you. I mean, so personally, 
one of my favorite things is in my hometown, we actually have a Facebook page dedicated for the hometown. And I don't know a single person in my hometown that isn't a friend of that Facebook page. I mean, if your community wow. doesn't have something like this, I really invite you to make one. A Facebook page is free, and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen mm. from either people saying that they need a hand with something and people have no problem showing up, people saying, hey, maybe I'm down on my luck and, you know, I need a couch for my new place and somebody has no problem giving one. Um, and even just pictures of the community in general, sunset over the waterfront, you know, it's some interesting stuff always appears on there. It's always something that's sure to brighten my mood. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, something's that's always awesome. organized. So, on. yeah, that's, that's something. And, and that way you're talking about joining people together that have the commonality of obviously living in the same place, but also those events that go on, community events, different causes, Community events exactly. maybe are around. Let's say there's a right, there's a sick child, for example, in in the community. We're going to do a fundraiser for that. There's a a family that lost their place due to a fire. We're gonna we're gonna do an event for that, and that way everyone in the town knows. Um, yeah, I had joined something similar for uh, the uh, town that I lived in. Uh, after Hurricane Sandy and kept up with people that way because there were so many people that got displaced around. I keep up with them through the community group that was started. I hear you. Yeah, totally. So See, that's another good like example. That, that's great. Right? I mean, another I even saw recently of, in the news of the utilization. there was a group of um, police officers for a small town and in an effort to try to, uh, you know, help share, you know, some community vibes, they went around and uh, they took some swimming classes and had a synchronized swimming video. And just, you know, small stuff like that, silly videos that you can share. Yeah, it was something great. You know, it really showed like, hey, we're human too. That's great. Yeah, kind of break down some of those those barriers, those stigmas, uh, the societal constructs, as I call them. Uh, I want to touch on technology in the workplace. Um, as as we're moving towards the uh, top of the hour, I can't believe it. It always goes by quick. Uh, oh my God! Really? Technology wow. in the workplace, you know, essentially, when it works, it's great. It's an efficient. It's a great way to increase productivity. Uh, it's great because we can send information and messages and get things back. When technology doesn't work, when it malfunctions, when there's glitches, when there's viruses, when there's you name it, that causes a lot of people a lot of stress. Can you touch on that, oh, especially in the role does. that you're in without you know, talking about being in a small business environment and having to deal with that? Well, I mean, it definitely is in its own another double-edged sword. I mean, put it this way. It stinks the fact that you can have a virus. Your computer, your hard drive can crash. You can lose everything that you worked on for the past week. But in the same light, it's still a better solution than having to handwrite every note. It's still a better solution than having to wait for a letter to arrive in a few weeks, whereas an email can arrive instantaneous. And while we're not perfect yet, we've definitely had strides that are lengths of leaps and bounds over the past few years in regards to how much more happens in technology. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but 10 years ago, you know, waiting for a web page to load for 30 minutes was 
for 30 seconds, rather, was pretty quick. And nowadays, you know, if it takes longer than two, we're kind of getting antsy. Yeah, right. It's a so, whole different yeah. metric for it. So I think sometimes, you know, as much as it can stink having issues, you know, it's the best. It's the worst situation that could happen and one of the better outcomes. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I I hear you there. You know, there's there's so much that we rely on technology so much. I remember when I was working working in Manhattan at one point, the internet was down for the day, and. I've got phone calls from people saying, how the heck can you work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very true. So I always have a little bit of a joke working in IT. I'm happy computers have so many problems because it keeps me having a job. But okay. I can understand why sometimes, it, you know, it would definitely become a real hassle otherwise. But, hey, like I said, you know, sometimes you need, you know, take it as a little walk break. Go for a walk for five minutes, clear your mind. You know, stretch it out and come back to it as much as it stinks. It's, you know, just like everything else. You could spill a cup of coffee on your computer and ruin your hard drive, or you could spill a cup of coffee on an essay that you've been writing on paper. It's going to have the same effect. Both are going to get ruined. Right, exactly. Both both situations, it's it's the end of, of whatever it is, whether it's a document or a device. Uh, or a computer, for that matter, uh, in both situations. And I try and tell people, yes, I understand that when things go wrong, you're in a workplace, and let's say email is down, and people go ballistic. You know, how am I going to get X, Y, and Z done? Uh, and I remember, you know, somebody that actually had worked in a, a technological support role at Fort Monmouth back when the Army base was here, and he left that oh, okay. job to become a priest because he said there's got to be something more than, you know, people's email going down. And he saw them like it was the end of days, essentially, for them. And, and he's like, there's got to be something more. I have to be able to impact lives and tell people that there is something more than this. And he uh, found the calling to a, a vocation story. and became a priest. So it's, it's a really interesting story that he talks about, you know, people thought that was the end of the world. And he's like, look, you know, some of the things I've seen, it really is in some of these developing world areas and places where they don't have technology um, and where we can use technology to uh, help them uh, by raising funds, raising awareness of issues that they face. Uh, someone had told me once when uh, I was uh, applying for, for a writing job, a, a reporting job, and they said, you know, you have, you have so much uh, positive uh, content on your uh, social media, especially like in Twitter, talking about different charitable organizations, different things. Well, that's a way you can raise awareness on clean water being an issue, about the uh, uh, utilization of drugs that are needed, medications that are needed to solve disease. This is all done through technology. People want to say, oh, technology is, is uh, quote, unquote, you know, not good for us because it, it keeps people apart. Well, it's it's made this world a lot smaller, you know, as well. Exactly. So you know, they say the train you know, shrunk the continent, but it seems like the phone really shrunk the entire globe. 
the fact that I could get, if I told back in the day, let's say one of the founding fathers, if I said I can get a message from my hands to someone in China in the blink of an eye, they would not be able to comprehend what you were saying. It's just such a foreign concept, and it's something we take for granted these days. It is. It's it's really shaped how we live, how we work, and it's at the forefront of people can use it to do all sorts of things that are negative. It's like anything else in the in the world. You know, you could use a car to inflict damage, or you could use a car to drive someone to a hospital and get life-saving treatment. So it's you can that's use a, a car. Great, yeah, that's a great analogy, Frank. It's exactly what right? you do with. It's what you do with it. It's how you utilize it. And I I look at that and say, okay, where do we go from here as far as how do we find common ground? What is the most important aspect for technology moving forward to continue to be used for good, to continue to be used to harmonize people? Because I think some of these things, sadly, that went on this past week and have been going on in other parts of the world for a while, are going to continue. How do we join people together? Where's where's that first step for this now as we move forward? You know, it's an unfortunate truth, Frank, but I think you're absolutely right. I think as a nation what we should do is reinforce the positives first and foremost because I really like the news in the sense that I like the idea of the news. I like the idea of I should be able to turn on something and see what's going on, but I don't like the fear-mongering, you know. And granted, you need to know the bad news that's going on, but there's too many studies that are showing. I was just listening to a podcast that was explaining how, actually, I believe it was yours, your second episode, that was explaining how there were people presented with news situations and the ones who were presented with four out of the five news situations being bad, they turned out to have worse days. And there's a lot of uplifting stuff in the world that I think we need to remember. You know, crime is at an all-time low these days. And as much as it's things, right. we got to reinforce those positives. We do. We have to reinforce what's good versus reinforce what's negative and uh, reinforce what unites us as people and not what what keeps us apart. I think if, if you get anything out of, of what we discussed tonight, I, I hope that it's that. Uh, in all that we've discussed and the wonderful ways that technology can be used, do you have any thoughts on, because uh, I know you read a lot more about tech than I do, uh, future uh, developments, things that are going to happen uh, or could happen in the next few years that are going to uh, make our lives better, uh, be able to uh, connect people on a different level and, and really move people forward. I think we're going to start to see more and more slow progressions of the stuff that we have. So we've got so many things out in the field right now that we're going to just start seeing every single one of those things get better with time. You know, the quirks of the smartwatch are going to get ironed out. The smart home, hopefully, is going to be 
you know, a very secure thing. It's going to be a very real thing um, if you would like it to be. Um, I could see, like we were talking about before, the idea of Bitcoin really taking over nations. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the original idea of it was actually to help Brazil's economy. Um, but it just didn't take off that way. So I think we're going to start seeing more and more stuff like that. Hopefully we see in the coming years less data mining, as we were talking about before. Um, less, I don't want to say civilian espionage, but people um, being tracked by certain things for either monetary gain or personal gain and just overall less hacking and more security. I think we need to understand that we're blessed with these tools and we need to use them accordingly, not for evil. Yes, absolutely. That's that's a that's a great point. That's a great point. The taking all these tools that we have uh, all that we've been blessed to have uh, living in a society as we do and living in America where we have so much at our fingertips and so much of this is available. You know, you hear about the, the smart TVs and, and smart microwaves and appliances and people say, oh, you know, the prices of these have come down. Uh, the prices on this, uh, they're starting to become more reasonable. It's starting to become something that more people will be able to have the means to uh, at least have a, a few of those things in their home, and the difference that's going to make in their lives is going to be really tremendous. Um, using that technology to spread positive messages of hope and peace, is that going to continue to be something that we're going to see across social media? Are there other platforms that are going to emerge uh, that you know about or uh, are the uh, platforms that we have now going to expand, like the utilization of Instagram and things of that nature? I really hope so, Frank. And you know what else I'm seeing, too, is the fact that you're becoming less and less anonymous online, especially with things like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, with the uh, Charlottesville gentleman who was uh, oust online because he had a picture of his face shown. It's really showing that, you know, it's not that easy to be anonymous these days, and it's only going to get harder. So if you're saying something that's not necessarily the best, it might be traced back to you as an individual. That's true. It's going to bring about more social responsibility uh, and personal responsibility, people holding other people accountable. For that, I think we're going to start to see that a lot more as well. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for for coming on. Unfortunately, we are we've hit the end of our time here for for this wow. evening. Uh, I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, thank you so much I'm for coming thrilled. on, Steve. And for uh, hey, Frank, uh, thank you for having me. For uh, sharing that. Uh, Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, thanks for the generosity of your time for staying on uh, with me here to the uh, to the end of the program and to uh, share what some of your experiences and and some of the insights that you have on on the wonderful world of technology and how we can use that uh, for good purposes and to to unite people in 
in peace and harmony. So I really appreciate that uh, having you on. Uh, uh, Steve's been a great asset, brilliant mind in the world of technology, and I was really uh, blessed and grateful that he uh, was willing to come on tonight. So some uh, few different things here before we sign off for the evening. Uh, uh, some upcoming programs, as I said, I have to get those in the spots uh, for Sunday. Sunday's a big day here on the Life Coach Radio Networks. Uh, mark my words uh, at 9 p.m. with Mark Shaw. It's uh, again Sunday the 20th at 9 p.m. You also have the uh, Danica and Jen show. My friend Danica Trouble over there and Jen is her co-pilot on that show over on Life Coach Chat Channel at Sunday at 9 p.m. Uh, we also have What Is Tanya Talking About? You'll find out what Tanya is talking about Sunday uh, the 20th of August at 7 p.m. So she kicks it off at 7 and you have Mark Shaw at 9 uh, then you have Russ Terry and another edition of Entrepreneur 101, which is one of the fastest growing shows uh, that we have here on the platform. That's Monday, the 21st of August at noon Eastern time. Russ Terry, Entrepreneur 101 classes in session with Russ, Monday, 821. That's August 21st at noon. And then Brenda Baird's show comes to you Tuesday, the 22nd at 7 p.m. Central Time. I always have to make that note. Brenda's show is Central Time. So it's 7 p.m. Central, so 8 p.m. Eastern on the 22nd, Tuesday. So in summing everything up, I think we could say that technology can be used like anything else uh, to do a lot of harm to people. Uh, we talked about cyberbullying in the last episode. It could also be used to raise awareness and bring light and bring love and bring happiness and bring respect and decency and kindness. It could be used to unite people around a concept or an idea, around a community. It can be used to do so much good, and that's what I think we have to focus upon tonight. When you take out of this show is the utilization of technology so that we can be drawn closer together and not further apart. To get rid of these divisions that society says we should have, right? We need to be we need to be doing that. So thank you again, Steve, for coming on. Uh, this thank has you again been so much for four, the technology show. Oh, thank you so much, buddy. God bless you. And um this has been episode four. I will be back, most importantly, with you guys. We have it's first and third Wednesday of the month, so it's a longer break. I'll be back in three weeks, Wednesday, the 6th of September at 7 p.m. That's our next show. I'm still working on some things for that show, so I'm not entirely sure what the theme or the guest will be. I have a couple things in the hopper, but that's my next show is Wednesday, the 6th of September. So after Labor Day, if you can believe and enjoy the last couple weeks of summer, and I'll be back with you, and I'll see you all then. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to Steve, my guest. Thank you for, uh, to Russ Terry for all of your support of the program. This has Thanks, been Undivided. Until then, everyone, be blessed. Thank you. Be blessed, everyone, and be Have well. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>